0: Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit podcast hosted by your favorite craft beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, tell like it is, poker playing guitarist, the dude himself, the dude Sonny D. I want to thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit podcast. And also, if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sunny D. Do apologize, uh, as I mentioned in my last episode, I am battling a bit of a cold here, uh, and I do become just a complete baby and mess uh, when I'm battling colds, uh, so uh, bear with me, uh, we're going to try and get through this episode today, uh, but nonetheless, uh, something really exciting to talk about, uh, it's a follow-up episode where we were talking some hockey, it's a follow-up to that because some interesting things have happened in the last few days um regarding one player in particular uh so this episode is basically dedicated to that uh player and uh, just kind of talking about uh, maybe just some random hockey shit. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, the big thing, that story there is Alex Ovechkin. He is the first star of the week uh, from last week where he played three games, scoring eight goals, including back-to-back hat tricks, uh, to now put him se- tied for second in league scoring um, with Austin Matthews, uh, which is n- ridiculous. Um Pardon me, it was funny because at the time of recording that last episode, uh, Ovechkin was, I guess, considerably back. I think he was still in the... Yeah, he would have had to have been, I think, like 28 goals on the year. So now he's up to 34, uh, which is just absolutely insane. uh, Especially, uh, bear with me here as I sneeze uh, or as I try to fight back a sneeze. We'll see. Uh, but nonetheless, Ovechkin's put himself right there in the goal scoring race. Now let's put this into perspective. At the beginning of the season he came out, uh Guns Blazing, but so did David Pasternak, and Pasternak was running away with the goal scoring race. So much so there was a lot of talk of going 50 and 50. (coughs) Pardon me. Um, which it doesn't appear is gonna happen now, but uh, that's just one of those things that makes Ovechkin so great. And when I talk about the fact that I've gotten to grow up, um, and in the course of my life, <coughs> um, in the course of my life, I've gotten to see some of the truly greatest hockey that has ever been played. Um, from the goaltending, I've gotten you know, growing up watching Patrick Waugh, Martin Brodeur, Dominic Hasek, Curtis Joseph. Um, you know, and as I got older, you know, you, you know, became a young adult and into my adulthood. Getting to see the Marc-Andre Fleurys, the Mika Kiprasovs, the uh, Carey Price uh, era. Watching Jonathan Quick basically single-handedly win Stanley Cup for LA. All of these things uh, has been truly incredible. But nonetheless, um, none has really been... <coughs> As kind of incredible and awesome to watch, is the fact that kind of a rivalry that never, that I mean, has been interesting to watch, watch what they both accomplished and has lived up to the hype um, in the Crosby Ovechkin era. Alex Ovechkin has single handedly established himself as what might go down as the greatest goal scorer of all time. He is the greatest goal scorer of this generation. There is no arguing that none whatsoever. Um I can't, I dare anybody to try and debate me on that, on the fact that Ovechkin isn't uh the greatest goal scorer of his generation. Y- you're not going to win that one. The, the rate at which he scores goals, the rate at which he continues to score goals. Uh what's crazy about it too is I think like he's never not scored 30 in a season. Like let's just clarify that. Um, I forget exactly how many consecutive seasons it is, but that's an elite company. He has the chance, I think he's one more away or two more away uh, from tying Mike Bossy and Mike Gartner uh, for the most 50 goal seasons or 40 goal seasons. I forget which one it is. Um, I think it was like when it got to 600, he was the sixth fastest or seventh fastest player to do so of those players. He is the only one to have not played a game in the 80s, which was the highest-scoring era. The guy just keeps doing... And the craziest thing about Ovechkin is it's not like he just stands there and all he can do is just, oh yeah, you have to put the puck on a stick and then he'll score. This is a guy that can play the body. This is a guy that has helped his team winning win series by not scoring goals, by going out there and clearing room for other players, by going out there and being a physical presence, by going out there and being a distraction. And the craziest part is how he can hide in plain sight. There was goals he scored this last week where it's waited Wow. He is standing there open. He's going to... Oh, and there it is. There's the goal. You know, or if he needs to dangle. People think, oh, he just has a shot. You know, he sets up in his office and has a shot. And boom, he dangles through people, goes in and scores. Scores on breakaways. The ways he scores, the rate at which he scores, and crazy enough about this is to put it in perspective, the pace at which he is expected to get to goal number 700 is actually going to be the f- second fastest 100 in, um, goal interval of his career. I believe the fastest was 130-something games from goals 100 to 200. Um, then he kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, but this is crazy is that... From 600 to 700 is going to be the second fastest. So when you expect people to be slowing down their goal scoring rates, he's actually increasing his. So it's it's absolutely unreal what we're watching Ovechkin do. So much so that not only has he put himself in elite company this year, elite company um, career-wise, but now he's tied with Steve Eiserman for ninth all-time. So one more goal, boom. Not only is he top 10, he's number nine. And he still got years to play, and I think he still has another. I think he was saying he has another year and a half or so on his contract. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, well, they did sign and they re-signed Nicholas Backstrom. So I, I could see where Ovechkin signs an extension to match the Backstrom extension, uh, and then they'll worry about the two of them at that point. But nonetheless, even that playmaking duo. The fact that the Washington Habs had the insight to pick Backstrom and look at what those two have done. I think they're the highest scoring duo of the 2010s. Uh, Washington had a number of records, actually, of um, biggest accomplishments in the decade, uh, other than Stanley Cups, which I think would have gone to actually Chicago, I think won three in the decade. Uh, But nonetheless, uh, we're talking about the grade eight. The grade eight is now on pace. Well, not on pace. I'm. I'm saying this. I'm predicting that Ovechkin has not only put himself tightened up that goal score race. Ovechkin could very well pass Pasternak and Matthews and win yet another Rocket Richard Trophy. That is insane when you think about the fact that he has more rocket richard trophies than the rest of the league put together in the time he has played think about that this guy has been the goal scoring champion more times than not let that sink in we have witnessed a truly elite all-time talent in alex ovechkin we have witnessed a guy who has come into the league with all this hype and has lived up to it the crazy thing there too when you you know when looking at the la- their careers is those crosby years those years those lost years those years those concussion years those injury years those what could have been years we were ripped off that's crazy when you think about it when you think about what Crosby could have done, you look at those years where Ovechkin was only scoring in the 30s. You have those few years there where he's only getting 30-something goals a year, especially when there was 82-game seasons. At Tech, another 500, he's already at 700 at that rate. We've been ripped off there. So we're watching two all-time greats put up all-time great numbers And what we're left with is a, man, what could have been? We're going to witness to incredible what's going to be, what has been, what is. But we're still left with what could have been questions. That is remarkable, people. Absolutely incredible when you think about this. So, moving... If I'm going to make a prediction, I'm going to go ahead and say the grade eight, Alex Ovechkin, not only does he get to um, 700 goals this season, Alex Ovechkin wins the Rocket Richard Trophy again this year. Alex Ovechkin scores 50 goals again this year. Alex Ovechkin wins the Stanley Cup again this year. Alex Ovechkin wins the Conn Smythe Trophy again this year. You heard it here, probably heard it first here, but those are my predictions. They're bold, and yes, Ovechkin's my boy. I love Ovechkin. He's probably, right now, yeah, he is my favorite player in the league right now. He is my boy ovechkin gets it done this year 2020 he starts the the uh decade right 700 goals he gets to 50 goals first rocket richard trophy of the decade and first stanley cup of the decade first con Smythe trophy of the decade gets it done this season smart move Take the All-Star break off. I don't know. I think Washington might be on their bye week this year. I think Washington, Boston, and Toronto might all be on their bye weeks this year. um, Or this week. Uh, So they'll come out of the All-Star break fresh. Um, And it's... You know, at Ovechkin, he's right. At his age, um, the amount of games he's played in his career... It probably is the better idea to take the All-Star game up. I know the All-Star games are for the fans, and that's a great revenue generator for the league, but that's all it is. It has no real meaning, no real standing. There's only one All-Star game that has absolutely any impact on their sport that I know of, and that's the MLB one, and that was because they had a tie, and I remember watching that game in which there was a tie, and I believe it was a Seattle Mariners pitcher. I forget his name right now. I want to say it was Garcia was his last name. Who basically pitched a shutout inning. They said at the end of this inning, whatever happens, it's it's a tie. I think he struck out the side. And then everybody was, like, was booing. But both teams ran out of pitchers. And they said, look, we can't have this game go on. These guys have teams to get back to. Like, there's no way their teams are going to want to get injured players back. And that's kind of the inherent danger of all-star games. But at least there's now, so they said, okay, fine. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make the game matter. How are we going to do that? We're going to basically say this. Well, not basically, factually, actually say this. They're going to say, and they did this, winning side of the all-star game wins home field advantage in the World Series for their league's representative. You're playing for yourself, playing kind of for your enemies too, but you're playing for yourself. Well, let's get to the world, let's win this game, and then let's get to the World Series. So, when you think about it in hockey, especially which is a little more wide open, I think, than baseball, just based on how many teams get in and whatnot... If you were to make an interest- the All-Star game more interesting, I think you eliminate this three-on-three tournament style, which is basically a show. That's all it is. The All-Star game has become more and more of a show. You go back to East versus West. You pick the truly best players from each conference. So even if you've stacked it with players all from one team, it doesn't matter. The best of the best from each conference play each other. And you say this. We can't punish the the President's Trophy winner. So, if the President's Trophy winner gets to the Stanley Cup Final, they get home ice, period. However, if the President's Trophy winner does not get to the Stanley Cup Final, then whichever side wins the All-Star game, their representative in the Stanley Cup Final gets home ice advantage. And maybe to sweeten the deal for the President's Trophy winner, if the President's Trophy winner comes from the winning side of the All-Star game, they can pick the format. If they want to go 2-2, 1-1-1, or if they want to go 2-3-2, that would be interesting too, and still maybe that kind of format. These are things for the league to figure out, but those are my suggestions. That is how you now all of a sudden re-incentivize players to maybe show up to an all-star game. Now all of a sudden you have a guy in Ovechkin that's like, well, uh, oh, this is our, you know, we have a good shot. Maybe they need me out there. You know, but nonetheless, you're gonna, the players that do show up, they have something to play for. So, it'll be interesting to see. I would love to see that happen. But I think as of right now, under the current format, it is a festival. It is a show for the fans. And that's all it is. It's festivities. It's a bit of a way to see, you know, a little bit of showing off from your players and whatnot. And that's fine. But a lot of people don't like All-Star games. They're like, fuck it. There's better things to do on the weekends. I don't watch the Pro Bowl. I don't. I haven't watched the Pro Bowl since I was a little kid. Uh... I don't watch the MLB All-Star Game. I I, I don't watch the Basketball All-Star Game. I watch the Hockey All-Star Game because hockey is probably my favorite sport. Actually, it is my favorite sport. So, I watch it. But yeah, it's a meaningless game. It's a meaningless afternoon. Like, it's an afternoon probably not even that well spent in the grand scheme of it. But nonetheless, I watch All-Star Weekend. And uh, it's coming up, I think, this weekend. which is funny because i think it's also the wwe royal rumble uh but nonetheless it is uh this weekend so with that being said yes re-incentivize players go back to the east versus west make them have something to play for otherwise yes you are going to see players that as they are further along in their careers they are Don't bother picking me because I'm not going to go. And I think there's been a couple of instances with players saying that, like, don't vote me in. Don't pick me because I will pass. I will say no thank you. And uh, I mean, for better or worse, it's the player's prerogative. But when you think of their health, their safety, and their career longevity and accomplishments, they're not wrong. Ovechkin has a chance to make history in the next few years. 894 is the number that he needs to get to. 895 makes him number one. (laughs) We are basically 200 goals away. 540 goal seasons, 450 goal seasons. Can he do it? I don't know. I'd like to see him do it if he can have the longevity. But again, that longevity comes from missing All Star games. From potential load management. But now, I mean, with health, with nutrition, with fitness, with working out, taking care of their bodies, with science. Yes, you are seeing players' careers get prolonged. You are seeing players being able to play in their primes much longer. Roberto Luongo retired at 40 years old as a goalie. That was never heard of in the 90s and early 2000s. And up until he really did it. I mean, I can't remember the last guy that would have played that long. I mean, when goalies were setting probably records in the 50s and 60s, and 70s, it's because they were playing all of the games. And there's only six teams. You know, but now all of a sudden, guess what? Yeah, you're seeing Guy and Bobby who only retired last year. And in a way, kind of stuck it to Vancouver. I think they got hit with a pen, a financial penalty upon his retirement. So there you go. But nonetheless, yeah, you're in a situation here where, guess what? um players are playing longer they're producing at those advanced ages you're seeing players that at one point yeah it would have been their curtain call it would have been yeah you know what i think it's over No, nope, you're still producing you're still a valuable teammate guess what you're sticking around so with that being said ovechkin's been a pretty healthy guy knock on wood he takes care of his big strong it could get done But I stand by my predictions, so I'm going to make them one more time to close out the show. We have Alex Ovechkin winning the uh, Maurice Richard Trophy this year. We have Alex Ovechkin scoring 50 goals this year. We have Alex Ovechkin winning the Stanley Cup this year. We have Alex Ovechkin winning the Conn Smythe Trophy this year. And all of that is happening again. Anyway, I thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. Uh, please make sure you subscribe. Uh, also, if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the D. Please check out uh, recent episodes. Uh, last episode, we talked about Conor McGregor's return to glory at the in the UFC with his big 40-second uh, uh, TKO over Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And as prior to that, we had the uh, WSOP value events were announced, so I did a brief episode on that. And then we have the episode that this is the follow-up to with a little bit of hockey talk. So check those out. Uh, Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts if you want. Uh, But nonetheless, thank you so much for the continued and growing support here on the Seems Legit Podcast. Follow me on both Twitter and Instagram, at D. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Take care and bye-bye for now.